from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. 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 Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. You ready? Uh-huh. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Taylor Swift's longtime publicist is shutting down a rumor that she was actually married to Joe Alwyn. Oh. So yesterday, her rep, Tree Payne, it's a Hold great on. name. What? Excuse me? Yeah. Best name ever. Yeah, Tree Payne. Yeah. I don't know. Spell the first name? T-R-E-E. Fire. Tree Payne? Uh, yeah. What does T-Pain think about that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so I guess there's an anonymous uh, Instagram account called De Moi. Oh, my God. I love that account. Uh, For real? Where yeah, they I love them all the time. They got, like, enough rumors. <laughs> um, celebrity gossip and all that other yes. stuff. Yes. But the rumor was that they actually was a marriage and the ceremony happened sometime between 2020 and 2021. Uh, Taylor's rep said, enough is enough with these fabricated lies about Taylor from Dumois. Uh, there was never a marriage pretty factual. or ceremony of any kind. This is an insane thing to post. Uh, it's time for you to be held accountable for the pain and trauma you cause with posts like this. Oh, Dumois? Dumois. Yo, leave him alone. There's... I love that account. All right. I've, I've never even seen what that. What does Dumois mean? They got uh they got um podcasts and everything. yo. I know it's like a, it's like a whole organization. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's why I mean Taylor's, you know, rep is not gonna comment on just some schlub, right? Uh-huh. You gotta be like at the Dumois level. Yeah, like, listen, do they they're a good account. Yeah, okay, cool. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Corey Perry has finally released a statement. Oh, what after happened? After he got now? fired from the Blackhawks, <laughs> and everybody thought that he was stomping uh, poor Corey Connor Bedard's mom and all that nonsense, and nobody said anything. None of these insiders came to the defense of Connor Bedard. Poor kid. They all know what happened with Corey Perry, but everybody's protecting Corey Perry instead of this poor kid. Uh, so Corey Perry's statement, I would like to sincerely apologize to the entire Chicago Blackhawks organization, including ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, and my teammates. Mm. I would also like to apologize to my fans, my family. I'm embarrassed that I've all let you down. Uh, as a result of my actions, there has been speculation and rumors. I am sickened by the impact this has had on others. This is a little late, Corey Perry. Yeah. And I want to make it clear that in no way did my situation involve any of my teammates or their families, which is the exact same line that they um, released from the Blackhawks organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, most importantly, I want to directly apologize to those who have been negatively affected, and I am sorry for the additional impact to others it has created. My behavior was inappropriate and wrong. I have started working with experts in the mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol and I will take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again. I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has uh, believed in me throughout my career. Once again, I'm deeply sorry. But the weird thing is, is that if it was alcohol related, why in in normal situations, they go into the player assistance program, Mm -hmm. but they didn't. So this can't just be alcohol related. It has to be something else. Something has to have happened. I don't know. For whatever the guy's going through, sure, okay? 
sympathize. But if you're going to release a statement like that, obviously those weren't your words. No. Right? Like no. the right thing to do would be to apologize to Connor and his mother at the very beginning and say their names. I would like to apologize to Connor Bedard. I agree. I agree. I, and to his mother yeah. and for everything. Because that's that has I been know, the story know, from the beginning. I know, I know, I know. Not all this BS about my teammates, my teammates, and those that it affected. No, it did, it Why affected Connor Bedard and his mother, and that's what you need to apologize for. But if you apologize to that for that specifically, do you acknowledge those roots? Is that yeah, why you hide know, it away from I that? Because then you acknowledge no, it. No, but you have to. There's no avoiding I, that that is the story because that was the only story that was I don't told. I don't think you can say their names though when you're doing this kind of thing. I agree with you. I just don't think nobody would advise him to actually go head on Which is to why. that rumor because he didn't start the rumor, right? Like that's the thing. I understand if he was fed into it or retweeted or liked even one tweet, mm-hmm. right? God, would you imagine that? He got drunk one night and just started oh, liking, liking, liking all the tweets. Because oh, <laughs> some of them are really bad. <laughs> Bro, most of them are horrific. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, where are we here? Oh, this is a great story. So apparently, um, Richard Pryor, who passed away in 2005, legend, legend, um, still owes Eddie Murphy money. Don't tell me Eddie's going after Pryor's estate <laughs> now. <laughs> Could you imagine? So I guess um, there was a. Uh, a dedication when Eddie Murphy released his album years ago, there was a dedication that said to Richard Pryor, my idol with whom I have a hundred thousand dollar bet. No MF or I didn't forget. So here is Eddie Murphy with um, Jimmy Kimmel discussing exactly what this hundred thousand dollars is all about to Richard Pryor, my idol with whom I have a $100,000 bet. No mother effer, I didn't forget. Um, what, um, what was the bet with Richard Pryor? <laughs> when I told him I was doing a music album, he bet me $100,000 that I wouldn't put out a music album where there's no jokes or nothing, it's just all music. He said, he said you'll never do it. And I bet him 100000 and I did it, and he never paid me. He never paid you? Never paid me. Did you ask for the money? I never brought it up. We did a movie, we did Harlem Nights afterwards. I never, I never said anything. <laughs> Do you remember when Eddie released uh, his album, 1985? This is the only song I know from it. Oh, yeah. DJ Climax plays it every now and then. Yeah. I think that all you need is one hit, though. When you're an Uh Eddie Murphy, right? Think about where he was at also his movie career at the time as well, right? Oh, he was like the biggest star. How could you not collect on the money? He was loaded. Oh, diamonds on your finger, right? <laughs> Rick James in this one. Yeah, Rick James yeah, produced you're right. it. You're right. You're right. It's Rick James that produced this track. Party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. So good. So he's not going after the prior What's estate. What's he gonna go to, like talk to prior? A bet's a bet, dude. You got to clap. Part of them grandkids. Didn't Richard Pryor set himself on fire doing cocaine one night? Really? What was that story? He like was in a car. I don't know what the hell happened to Richard Pryor, but Richard Pryor was like legend. Like he was an animal, Richard Pryor. Mm. Like one of the funniest men ever walked the face of the earth. But that guy was like, 
he lived was, the life. He lived the life. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, R.I.P. Richard Pryor from back in 2005, but also uh, Eddie Murphy, R.I.P. to your $100,000. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Well, well. Hey, Beyonce released a new track. Did you know oh, this? It's fire. It's called, excuse me, My House. Mm-hmm. I listened to a little bit of it. Sounds real great. Can I play, um, there's two parts I want to play, yeah. if that's okay. Yeah. The spoken word part. I will always love you, but I'll never expect you to love me when you don't love yourself. Let's heal the world. One beautiful action at a time. This is real love. It's a little bit chaotic. This is real. But follows the same kind of same flow as the the album her latest i like album. the other part better yeah this part right here yeah <laughs> here we go Woo! yeah this part so dirty My house, by it's the way. not in the movie, just so you know. Oh, it's not. No, oh, that's weird that she releases a song this like on the same day the movie comes out that's not actually in the movie, but whatever. You do your thing, she knows better than I do. She's the queen, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast, uh, Hugh Grant in the uh, new uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I guess it's not Charlie and Chocolate, Wonka. Chocolate Factory, the new Wonka movie with uh, Timothee Chalamet. <laughs> Why did you say Timothy? Why? No, it's the man's name is Timothy. We Spelt, all know that. The way you spell it with an accent on the you say it like Timothy. No, you say Timothy. No, you say Timothy Chalamet because okay. it rhymes, right? It's not okay. Timothy Chalamet. It's Timothy Chalamet or Chalaslay. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 Jesus. So he's Wonka from the Charlotte Factory? No. <laughs> is that what it's going to evolve to? No, he's not Wonka. He's uh, Upa Lumpe. Oh, um, Hugh Grant. So, how did Hugh Grant wind up as an, Upa, as an Oompa Loompa in uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Uh, Timothy, can you, is, is Hugh Grimudgeon? Would you describe him that way? No, I think Hugh is secretly vulnerable mm. and, and looking for affection. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Hugh, this role is, you have such a storied career. Um, why was it time to get into the <laughs> orange, uh, the orange face paint, the green outfit, and, and be an Oompa Loompa? What was this, went into this choice for you? Well, I, look, this is what I get offered these days. I, and and I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm in the freak show phase of my career. I do baddies, psychopaths, weirdos, uh, perverts, oh, no. and now Oompa Loompas. <laughs> I threw that in. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what, I, what was that? <laughs> I've just been offered the part of an orangutan as well. Oh, so. fabulous. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Right, now he's going to get all the pervoles <laughs> thrown at him. <laughs> hey, heard you're interested. <laughs> he was sort of played a pervert in that uh, show he was in with Nicole Kidman, though, right? 
That oh, great show. TV show. Remember that show? How great um, that show was? Mm-hmm. Did you watch Which that? One? No? Yeah. It was a oh. one-season murder mystery kind of thing. Very good. Oh, so good. The Undoing. The Undoing. You didn't watch yeah, The Undoing? Yeah. Bro. Oh, my God. The that's undoing. a great show. It sounds familiar. Oh, so Did good. Did he play her husband? Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what happened? Nicole Kidman. It's, uh, it's, it's a murder mystery. What do you mean? What happened? <laughs> what more do I need to say? What platform is oh, this on? I guarantee, guaranteed Roz doesn't even remember what I happened. I do remember. Liar. I remember. What happened? Somebody was died. Right? Somebody was died. Yeah, he's so shocked right now. Somebody somebody was killed. Somebody was died. Okay. Somebody was killed. Uh-huh. And there's a mystery behind it <laughs> okay. of who did it. Who did it? Roz, who did it? I'm, that I'm not going to say, but I fully remember oh, who did this it. This you won't spoil, but everything else you will. Well, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I only spoil things I don't like. I told you. It's true. <sighs> uh, McDreamy dies in a car accident. I <sighs> knew that was coming. You know that? <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the hell that I go through in my house before we get to the rest of the news here? You know, sure. I told you if I fall asleep on the couch, Catherine just grabs my phone and starts snapping pictures of me. So the next day I wake, I wake up and there's a whole photo shoot of me <laughs> yeah. doing embarrassing things uh-huh. on the couch the way that I fall asleep. Do you want to see how I fell asleep last night? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's what was on my phone this morning. Ready? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, like, honestly, I would just go to the bed. Like, why do you do... Can you show everyone, please? I, I don't know how I fell asleep that way. I don't remember doing any of that. Is that a cat that's on the... <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, on yeah, your legs? yeah, yeah, that's my cat that's on my lap. Oh, my God. Sure, that? Maria. Where's your... Is that your arm? <laughs> no. Honestly? What's around your neck? A blanket. Oh. But why is a blanket around your neck your like, chest? A, like a scarf? Uh, my, I fell asleep in my apron. But why is, this, <laughs> why is the blanket across your... Like you're wearing it like a scarf as opposed to covering yeah, yourself with a blanket. I, I needed, I don't know, I, I guess I needed to be like comfortable or something. I'm not you sure. You know what it looks like? I'm not like? sure what was An going on. An airplane pillow? A burrito. under the cat. That's what it really looks like. And then because the cat comes and sleeps on me when my feet are on the table. And then so I wake up all sweaty. Uh, and it's not a good thing when I finally go to bed. Like, I, I stumble, and it's not good. Anyway. Sweaty burrito. Ew. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, will Tom Holland be back for Spider-Man 4? Has to be. Will there be a Spider-Man 4? Has to be. Uh, Tom Holland said, all I can say is that we have been actively engaging in conversations about what it could potentially look like for a fourth rendition of my character. This is what he told uh, Collider. Whether or not we can find a way to do justice to the character is another thing. Hmm. Uh, I feel protective over Spider-Man. I won't make another one for the sake of making another one. It will have to be worthwhile for the character. So that doesn't sound like he's too confident to me. Bro, if they don't make another Spider-Man, yeah, like what? the MCU is screwed. Yeah. People are saying that they want all three of them mm. back again, that they should do another with the three of them, with uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew no, Garfield. No, I think that'd be a mistake. You know, the way, so? the way... making new characters. How many Spider-Mans are you going to do? <laughs> Damn, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, crushing sure, That dreams. came off a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> you think? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm going to put a posse together. Go get that kangaroo in Oshawa. Who's in? I'm, I'm here. I'm in. Who's Let's in? Go. Wow, so, boy, you don't care about the animals, huh? You know, sometimes I'll just sit and watch videos of guys fight fist fighting kangaroos in what? Australia. <laughs> it's incredible. They fight like people. 
It's wild. They get, you get your ass whooped. Yes. They're also jacked. They're, yeah, some, so of them are, some of them are jacked. Do you remember the one kangaroo, um, that one picture from a few years ago? Where, like, yeah. we're, like, super turned on? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, he had a great swole. potty. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. I was kind of jealous. So the female kangaroo, I guess, was en route to Quebec. And on Thursday, the delivery driver stopped at the Oshawa Zoo so she could get out and stretch her legs. And then she just dipped. She just took right off. Like, peace. Yeah, so she was spotted uh, next to the highway the next morning, and then it looked like she was. I saw a video. It like running, she was racing cars. Yes, uh, volunteers all head down to the neighborhood with like cages and fences and drones and all this other stuff, trying to capture the animal. They're saying, "Don't do that, though. Just call oh, somebody." Yeah, no, no. Um, because they're a lot like, I guess, deer, where they're sort of driven by fear because they're a prey animal. So she's probably somewhere, like, cold and tired and just, like, resting Aww. up and stuff like mm. that. I don't know. If she's still alive, they say. What? So, yeah, she may have just, I don't know, she may have been killed or died oh, or God, whatever. Heart. I don't know. No. I don't know. I didn't listen, okay? I didn't mean it for the story to take a terrible turn, but these no, are just the realities. Cry. of Circle of life, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go out there today and see if I can find it. That's what I said. I'm starting to, I'm putting a posse together. We're all going to jump in the back of Roz's truck. Yeah. Okay, now I'm in. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Daniel Bro- Danielle Brigoli, a.k.a. Bad Baby, a.k.a. Cash Me Outside. Yeah. Remember her oh, from who- Dr. Phil? Cash Me Outside. How about that? Can we uh, give her full respect and... Um, and play that entire interaction. Sure. Between her and Dr. Phil when yeah. she was just 13 years old. And all these hoes laughing like so funny. Did Did you say the the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yep. <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? Huh? Catch me outside. How about that? Catch you outside? What does that mean? What I just said. Yeah, Dr. Phil. <laughs> How do you not know? Catch me outside. How about that? Me outside. And then All she day. went on to become a, a recording artist. Oh, and she sure was. These hoes be like see me in a back and they talking but don't say it in person. Won't catch me off guard on no boulevard. Four in my car and my driver my guard. Water, water, dripping, cut, take a peek. You I know people were like clowning on her and everything. But like the songs that she the songs that she released are actually pretty good. Uh, she had a line of makeup too. Yeah, she had a line of makeup. She crushed the OnlyFans game. Making, I don't know how many millions of dollars on OnlyFans. But anyway, uh, Cash Me Outside is, is uh, pregnant. Hey! Bad baby. baby be having a bad baby. 20 years old. Wow. All right. Do yeah. you think? That's how old she is? She's only 20. I thought she was way older than no. that. That happened so it's long ago. It's because she was a child on Dr. Phil. Like a, like yeah. an actual baby. 13. Catch Me Outside. Yes. How about that? Was that Dr. Phil? So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know Nick Cannon has 12 children. Uh-huh. And uh, Nick Cannon has always had a great relationship with uh, Disney and Disney World and everything else. But uh, as that continues and as his family grows, mm-hmm. Nick, Canyon, Nick Cannon broke down how much he actually spends at uh, Disney World. Listen to this. I'm kind of, again, It's I'm all over the damn place, but it's fun. I mean, y'all see my IG. You see me like... I'm at I'm at the Grinch Miss one day. I'm over here at you know Candy Cane Lane the other day, and it's really like my kids are having an amazing time. And it's mm-hmm. and it's not to be performative. It's just like yo, this is my life, and mm-hmm. we f- having a ball. Like I, you know how much money I spend at Disneyland a year. Uh, we can I imagine. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I got six, so I, I, I can't imagine what. No, the, the, the crazy <laughs> thing is because I used to host 
Christmas morning at Disneyland. Right. And so I used to get that Disney bag. Like it was like in it was they there were perks. So all of that stuff was free. It's no longer free, huh? It's no longer free. And I had two kids then. So like to be twelve and every birthday, Chris like I'm literally at Disneyland at least once a month. Oh and God. to move around Disney, like I probably I'm probably spending Two hundred thousand dollars a year at Disneyland. Oh my God! Disneyland. Yeah, because you got to pay for the chaperone. You got all of that. Well, first of all, Disneyland is expensive yeah, all right now, absolutely. on top. Yes, like if you're trying to stay in the hotel, and now it's it's not how it used to be. Like you got to make reservations and uh-huh. stuff like so. To, I'm spending two hundred thousand dollars a year at Disneyland. Dang. They need to give you like a membership or something. I used to be an employee. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, can you hook up? Can I can I get my job back? That's what job I need back. Wow, two hundred thousand dollars a year, bro. Bro, that's a lot of money. And when you go to Disney, because I went to Disney in the summer. Yeah. Like. There's no half-assing it at Disney. No. You do Disney, and you go all the way up. Yes. And having gone to Disney, anybody who's gone to Disney, once you are there, you fully understand how a father of 12 could spend $200,000 uh-huh. a year at Disney. Yeah. There's no question. It's not a shock to anybody who has done three days at Disneyland. It's not a shock at all. I'll never forget when my dad took us three girls to Disney with my mom. What did that cost? I don't even know, but all I remember was there were costumes, there were hats, there were food, there were fans with water and candy. My dad was like, oh, my God. I've never been. (laughs) Thousands of dollars. I never went when I was a kid either. We never went. Yeah, no, I never went. No. I still have my goofy hat. Thousands of of dollars. (laughs) Thousands of dollars. Yeah, incredible. I met a family from uh, from the UK when we, uh, I had to go down to do an interview with Disney. And I met a family from the UK who they have two kids and every year they do two weeks at Disney. No too much. That's two too much. Weeks. No, that's too much. At Disney. There are Disney families. Yes. Right? There are people who will plan every single year mm-hmm. and go all out. Like Nick yep. Cannon stuff. Not two hundred thousand dollars. No. But, but- all like you take twenty thousand, fifteen thousand easily. You take in that full Disney experience. Yes, easily, easily. You drop fifteen thousand dollars at a week. Easy, easy, easy. Did oh. you know that they're stopping proposals at Disney? Why? Because they say it's uh, taking away people's experience from really? Disney, and it's too much of a hassle because there's too many proposals that want to happen. There's too many Disney adults. I read that a long time ago. I wonder Wait, if it's still like a thing. People still like they stop down in front of the castle, Cinderella's castle. Yeah. Right? So what? If you get down on one knee, will an employee come over? Yeah, they'll they'll stop it. Like a stormtrooper. Yeah. They stop you now? Yeah, they stop. They do not want proposals at Disney. I don't know if that was a I thing that was like a brief thing. Someone but slapped the ring like, out of the hand? Someone dressed in like a powder blue short, <laughs> little, little frilly vest, saying, stop, you're not allowed to propose. Yeah, and then they dragged him into the tunnels under Disneyland. Because <laughs> those exist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you're down in the tunnels forever. And Goofy kicks your ass. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared. Something out there scared her. You just created the playground 
where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. Uh, I was reading the story. Uh, David Beckham was talking about life with Victoria Beckham mm-hmm. and what it's like for them to just be a couple with the way that she eats. Because she eat? well, she's she eats she's eating the same thing every meal for twenty five years, which is he says, uh, "quote uh, I get quite emotional about food and wine when I'm eating something great. I want everyone to try it. Unfortunately, I'm married to someone that has eaten the same thing for the last twenty five years since I met Victoria. She only eats grilled fish and steamed vegetables." <laughs> He remembers one time when she was pregnant where she reached across the table and took one thing off his plate and never did it again. Other than that, she has only eaten grilled fish and vegetables. Uh, no. Grilled fish and steamed vegetables. No. That's it. That's so bland. Yeah, that's it. But what fish? Salmon? Doesn't I, matter, I, I, man. I think it may be. Maybe she, she shakes it up a little bit. Like tilapia? No, no that's a garbage tilapia. fish. How do you live like that? Yeah, yeah thank just you. steamed vegetables too. Ugh. Like not even a little oil in a pan. You crisp them up a little bit, Ugh. or like under I the could... grill, or I like steamed vegetables, but not with yeah. everything. Not though. every single time. Well, I, mean, I wonder I... if she changes the fish, or is it the same fish? Yeah, that's you know? what Maury was saying. Yeah, I, don't, I, th- I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. I, like I... a good halibut. Mm-hmm. Salmon. Yeah, yeah. Like this, we we can go through and name Mung, all the fish. Mungfish, right? But I'm just saying that that's like a real boring diet for 25 years. Cod, oh. maybe some cod. Yeah, but that's still still fish. Yeah. Fish well, and how long fish. do you vegetables. think you could last on a diet like that? Fish and steamed vegetables. Yeah. How long do you think? Like realistically, if you put your mind to it, how long do you think you could last? Oh, forever. Really? Yeah. Just on fish, green beans? Just yeah. To prove somebody, yeah, of course I could. Yeah, if to somebody prove was, wrong. Yeah, if somebody was like, you can't do it. Of course I would. I bet you, Roz, right now. Yeah. For all of 2024, right? You could not eat fish and vegetables for dinner every single day. Uh, but I wouldn't. But I'm just saying, I could. I don't no, hate fish, and like I don't that hate meatball vegetables. meatball sandwich you made the other night, you wouldn't be able to oh, eat that? That thing yeah. was gorgeous, yeah. by the way. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, man. Oh. Okay, you guys sounds like an orgy here. You can't, bro. We're not making that. We're not making that noise over fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? I didn't make steamed vegetables. When you make steamed vegetables, your coworkers don't make that noise, right? <laughs> that was a good meatball sandwich, though. So it was good. a real good yeah. meatball sandwich. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, Macaulay Culkin got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hey! Everybody loves this. It's a great time of year to do it, too. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, his mom in Home Alone, uh, brought Macaulay up. The reason families all over the world can't let a year go by without watching and loving Home Alone together is because of Macaulay Culkin. I know you worked really hard. I know you did. But you made acting look like the most natural thing in the world to do. It really was as if we had ambushed the home of this real little boy named Kevin to make a movie, and he just went along with it for the fun of it. <laughs> He's the dearest thing. Okay. Macaulay, a 10-year-old boy, was called a superstar, a moneymaker, one of the hottest leading young men in Hollywood <laughs> by the world over. How does anyone survive that? Well, I believe you'd have to possess a certain quality, a gift, 
that dear John Hughes obviously recognized in you, Macaulay, your sense of humor. It's a sign of intelligence in a child and a key to surviving life at any age. Macaulay, congratulations. You so deserve your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And thank you for including me, your fake mom who left you home alone not once but twice, <laughs> to share in this happy occasion. I'm so proud of you. Um, oh, and so then nice. Macaulay Culkin goes up to the mic and uh, he does a speech too. And it's weird because you rarely hear Macaulay Culkin talk. Mm-hmm. He still sort of sounds like Kevin. He was just on Celebrity Jeopardy. That's where I heard him for the first he's time. Still, he still sounds like Kevin. Identical. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to thank Brenda. Oh, wow. You are absolutely everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, you're my champion. You're, you're the only person happier for me today than I am. <laughs> oh. um, you're not only the best woman I've ever known, you're the best person I've ever known. Uh, you've given me just all my purpose. You've given me family. Um, you know, and after the birth of our two boys, you become one of my three favorite people. <laughs> wow. You're somewhere in there. <laughs> but um, I love you. I love you so much. Um, so, yeah, to, to wrap things up, uh, and in the spirit of the holiday season, I just want to say uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> hey! I love that. Big up Macaulay Culkin. So bad, huh? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, did you see this uh, 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 anthem singer from one of the Big 12 championship oh, games no. getting roasted? No, I happened? don't. Yeah. It, look, is it that bad, though? Like, I know he sounds very country, like affected country. Like, I yeah. doubt the guy really talks like that. But it was it. Is it really that bad? I haven't heard it yet. Is it terrible? Bad. Is it? I heard a little tiny bit. This is a condensed version of uh, Star Spangled Banner. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light? so proudly we Okay. At the twilight's last gleaming. Oh, say. One part earlier that sounded a little twangy. Like, this is fine. This is country. I don't know. I don't think you hate the guy for that. I think he sounds country. Sounds very American. Yeah. Like, what were people saying? Oh, like, out of there was like, oh my God, it's the worst. Why'd you get this guy? Did they all forget about Fergie? Legend, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Billie Eilish addresses um, uh, the 
I guess, the story that she came out in an interview with Variety magazine. So this is what she said to Variety. She said, uh, I've never really felt like I could relate to girls very well. I love them so much. I love them as people. I'm attracted to them as people. Mm. I'm attracted to them for real. I'm physically attracted to them, but I'm also so intimidated by them and their beauty and their presence. Mm. So that's what she said in an interview um, with Variety. And then she was at the big Variety event on Saturday night where she was uh, being honored. And on the red carpet, she did an interview with Variety correspondent uh, Tiana DeNicola. And here's that exchange. We got to talk about your cover story because you mentioned that you felt like for a long time women didn't like you. And when that came out, all the women were like, no, we love her. How did that reception feel? Has your mind changed a little bit? I'm still scared of them, but I think they're pretty. Billy, did you mean did you mean to come out in the story, girl? <laughs> no, I didn't. But I kind of thought, wasn't it obvious? Like it's kind of been. I just I didn't realize people didn't know. So we need to get to a point where you don't even have to come out. So I I, I just don't really believe in it. I'm just Damn. like, why can't we just exist? I've been doing this for a long time and I just didn't talk about it whoops same I literally was like to my mom and dating women now but I was like I was like I saw all the articles I was like oh I guess I, I guess I came out today I was like oh I guess okay cool but I'm, t- I'm it's exciting to me because you know I guess people didn't know so it's cool that they know but ooh, I'm nervous talking about uh, it I'm nervous okay. I'm okay you're it. safe okay cool yeah but no it's uh, I am for the girls so Billie Eilish not happy about that interview Why? on the red carpet so that was Saturday night. And then yesterday she goes on Insta and says, thanks variety. Thanks variety for my award. And for also outing me on the red carpet at 11 AM, instead of talking about anything else that matters. I like boys and girls leave me alone about it, please. Literally who cares? But in the interview, she's like, was freely talking about it. Yeah, both in the pages of Variety. Hmm. And yeah, so I guess she was not happy that it was brought up to... That's weird to me because it's not like it was live. She could have then said afterwards going, hey, I'm not happy with that. Can you not use it? Yeah, but I mean, they would have. Nah, they would have. Because she said it in the article, right? Like it's a follow-up to an interview that she literally did with the same outlet. Uh So, And if not Variety, somebody like next person with a microphone that gets time with Billie Billie Eilish. Yeah, well, and it's it's interesting because uh, like after that Variety article, article came out and then that interview on Saturday everybody was yeah. like oh my god she look at it she's talking about it she's cool she's everything yeah. else and then I guess she sat with it for the night and felt that she was outed hmm. uh, during that red carpet exchange I don't know this is the Roz and Mocha show podcast Venezuelans voted by a wide margin to approve the takeover of an oil rich region in Guyana The latest escalation this is in the long-running territorial dispute between the two countries. So the area in question amounts to about two-thirds of Guyana's national territory and is roughly the size of Florida. So Sunday's largely, it's like a symbolic referendum, like it really means nothing. Um, But voters uh, agreed with creating a Venezuelan state in the Essequibo. Is that how you pronounce it? The Essequibo region? Essequibo. Essequibo. Providing my mom. Essequibo. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Providing the Guyanese population with Venezuelan citizenship and, quote, incorporating the state into the map of Venezuelan territory. Venezuela has long claimed the land, which it argues was within its borders during the Spanish colonial period. It's unclear what steps Venezuela 
Venezuela or the government would take to enforce this claim. However, any attempt to assert a claim on the land would certainly be met with international resistance. So there's yeah. some big things. Are those going two on places close to each other? Yeah, they're right next. To, yeah, they're they're border. They border each other. Oh, who knew? Yeah. Well, um, Ross said it in the. I literally like, just said it. No, but before that, I had no idea. Yeah. Geography. Yeah. So hold on, Shem. Yes, do sir? they need us out there? Do we got to fly out there? Let's make a trip, bro. They, well, we stand up with our people. You I want think to test, so. test these hands? Yeah, hands. No, man, we got got to use you know your feet too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's big stuff going on down Huge. there. Huge, yeah, yeah. 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 like a, a talk in my house for sure. That could get scary, man. Like real scary. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, do you want to hear this uh, football referee say that uh, a guy was in bounds because of one ass cheek? Sorry, excuse me. Say that again. Okay. Hold on. So, okay. <laughs> okay. So um, there was a, let me just find out what game it was from yesterday. It was the uh, Rams and the Browns. Okay. And then I guess somebody was going out of bounds and they had to make the call. They had to go to the video replay and all this yeah. stuff. And instead of saying that, yes, he was in bounds, the ref was very specific about it, which said that he was in bounds by a butt cheek. Prior to the receiver's leg hitting out of bounds, his butt cheek hit inbound. As a result, it's a catch. Let him know, Hussey. And a first down. Let's go. If you had butt cheek on your bingo card for the NFL on Fox today, congratulations. Right? Imagine he used gut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, explain again. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Hold on. She's real proud of that one. <laughs> You gotta oh explain God. that again. I only learned what that was last week. You gotta explain yeah. that. What does "gyat" mean when people yell "gyat"? Maria, oh. say it. Am I allowed to? You yes. said it. Yes. Uh, girl, your ass is thick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Girl, okay. your ass is thick. You didn't say it. You didn't say it. You didn't say it the umph that it needed, though. Yeah. Girl, your ass is thick. Hey. hey. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, rocking around the Christmas tree. You know this song, uh, you hear it everywhere, but also this is where uh, Kevin McAllister set up the fake um, Christmas party in the house. Yeah. Michael Jordan on the train. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mannequins dancing in the window. Uh, So rocking around the Christmas tree has finally hit number one after being released 65 years ago. So at... uh, Brenda Lee is now the oldest artist in the Hot 100, replacing Louis Armstrong, who was 62 when Hello, Dolly! hit number one in 1964. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree is only the third holiday number one ever. The first was the Chipmunk song in 1958, followed by Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, and now Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Is Mariah pissed? The crazy part of this, (laughs) Rocking Around the Christmas Tree came out in 1958, and at the time it peaked at number 14. Turn this up a little bit. Like, you dance to this. It's a classic, right? Yeah. Grown ups swinging each other around, doing the whole thing. Sure. Brenda Lee, when she recorded this, was 13 years old. What? What? Mm-hmm. Stop it. Hold on. Why does everyone back then sound so old all the time? That's a 13-year-old. No way. She sounds so mature. Yeah. Yeah. Way older. Yeah. 
Wow, my view on that song is like completely changed now. Right? Yeah. That's nuts. That's back when they used to just like have kids do, you know, like stuff. And the kids were hard in the, in the 50s, you know? They just. Yeah, what was it like? Come out of the, shut up. <laughs> what did you Jesus guys do? Christ. They made you sing <laughs> and record it. Yeah, all of this, you know, with one family, one potato, one family. That was the rule, right? <laughs> made you hard. <laughs> one fork. Yeah, man. No knife. No. Figure it out. No. Not even a fork, a no. stick. You ever, you ever, uh, you ever drunk milk from a, a cup made of newspaper? <laughs> no, you have not. <laughs> no, you have not. Just saying. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, uh, Christine Sinclair is calling it a career tonight. Uh, 44-year-old uh, Christine Sinclair. Uh, she's going to be putting her international soccer career, uh, hanging it all up tonight in Vancouver. against. Uh, there's a friendly going on against Australia. Uh, 45,000 people are expected Woo! to be in the stands at BC Place as she uh, takes to the field for the last time. Big celebration. Congratulations. Olympic bronze and gold medalist. Yes. World record, uh, 190 goals. Order yes. of Canada. Whoa. The GOAT. The Canadian player of the year 14 times. Yes. Is how many times she's won that uh, accolade, which is really great. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, I watched The Family Switch on uh, Netflix, which is a switching movie. You know me. I love a switching movie. Mm-hmm. But this is the whole family switches. So the dad, it's Ed Helms and Jennifer, uh, Garner. Jennifer Garner and then kids. So it's Ed Helms switches with the son. Jennifer Garner switches with the daughter. And then the baby switches with the dog. Yeah. Okay. Like it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing, but I guess people are freaking out because they say that there's an incest clip in the movie, so there's a moment. Okay. It's okay, idiot. Thank you. Thank you. It's not. So it's the two kids who have switched with their parents, and they have adults over, and they're talking about love and their marriage and everything else, and then the other adults in the room, like, goat them on to kiss, right? And so they do, but like it, reluctantly, it, reluctant, very alert. reluctantly, yeah. and it's barely. It, it, it no. is exactly what you would expect a brother and sister to yeah. do. It was like, okay, ready? <laughs> and then, yeah, and then that's it. Yes, because they had and then to they keep, run away. They had to keep it going that they couldn't tell people. So you have to make a decision like this. But now everybody's going down uh, and freaking out on this movie because they they say that there's unexpected incest in the middle of it. It's not. You it's idiots. Right. Thank you. Leave the movie alone. Thank you. Did you watch it? It's a sweet I, movie, right? It is. Did you watch like the whole it. thing? I got to I the very last like maybe ten minutes. And then you bailed? And then yeah, we stopped. I'll watch it like ten later. minutes. Yeah, I, 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 I watched ten less. or twenty, twenty minutes maybe. You, you, wait a second. So you so, don't okay, you so, didn't even watch see how they switch them back? Is no, you watch Freaky you Friday? Watch, you, you, well, it's very much like yeah. Freaky Friday. Okay. Or like without 17 spo- again or so, any okay, of those Okay, I'll tell you where we right? got to, okay? It's a switch em. So without spoiling it, yes. right? Uh, glass breaks. Uh, you don't remember. Oh, yes, I do remember. Okay. Okay, yes, so yes, right yes, there. yes, yes. Oh, okay. But like... But, but, I don't know. It... You, you lost the, interest in it? Like, it just said 20 minutes and we kept falling asleep and stuff. We I didn't find it, it funny. You did well, it? Nobody asked. My favorite movie of the year. Stop yeah, coming down on it, man. Movie. It's a great it, movie. It really is. It's you fun. Watch it this weekend. You should. I think you would like it, Maria. I will. I'll watch it. If you hate it, again, nobody asked. That's okay. <laughs> Shem. You know I watch, bro. I got you. Okay. 
I but is you. it incest if they're there in ain't the no body? Shit. Oh, man. But it's other people's that, lips. I, okay, it's but it's yes, I know, I know. It's other people's lips. It would be like you like know, they're not using their own. I lips. understand. I'm with you on this. Yeah. Right. They're they're in the bodies of their parents. You can't talk on this. No, but I'm hearing it and I'm saying it's not their lips. That's like Maury. If you were in Mocha's body and Shem was in Roz's body, yeah, you didn't have to use my. Okay, name. No, no, <laughs> let her finish the story. Finish use somebody else. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I don't know, like who the people are who are constantly checking other people's Instagrams to see who they've unfollowed and whatever else. But Ooh. apparently, Cardi B and Offset have unfollowed each other. No. No. What happened? I don't know. And then uh, Cardi. Everything is not okay. And then Cardi <laughs> went on Insta and said, uh, you know, when you just grow, outgrow relationships, that's what she said. And then she goes, I'm tired of protecting people's feelings. I got to put myself first. And then Offset went on Instagram and he put up a snippet of uh, Al Pacino's uh, character from Scarface shouting, hey, F you, man. Uh who, who put, put this, this thing, thing together? together? Me. That's who do you trust? Me. me. <laughs> so that's what he uh, posted in response, I guess. I don't know what the hell's going on with those two. But it looks like they're uh, not in a good place. I'll say that. Jeez. <laughs> Damn. Now I want to watch Scarface. <laughs> yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, like it or not, uh, Kim Kardashian was getting some real good reviews for her acting abilities on American Horror Story. And mm-hmm. now uh, she looks like she's getting her own legal drama. What? what? Yeah. So Ryan Murphy, who's the guy who created American Horror Story, just cast her in a new legal drama for Hulu. Uh, no title yet, but Kim will apparently play L.A.'s most successful divorce lawyer and the owner of an all-female law firm. So, we have a title. Which is? Kim's Briefs. Kim's Briefs. Like legal briefs? Oh. But what if, it, what, if it's, what if she's not playing herself? It's not a reality show. Or Kardashian's Briefs. But it's... I literally just said she's not playing herself. Okay, whatever the character's name is in briefs. Okay, so briefs. <laughs> <laughs> working title. Guess what? It ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? That ain't, that ain't I'm working. here for it. I'll I'll support Kim. Yeah. On that. Yeah. I haven't seen the new American Horror Story. No, no. no. I haven't heard anyone talk about it, to be honest with she you. She was really, really good. But it. I know I she, like, her acting skills, like, she's good. Yeah, she's fine. She'll Fair be great in Kim's Brief. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Ricky Gervais coming under fire for a joke on his new Netflix special that he reposted on Twitter the other day, where he's now being accused of uh, joking about terminally ill children. Uh, so keep in mind, this is Ricky Gervais. This is from Netflix. This is the joke. I've been doing a lot of video messages recently for terminally ill children. And um, only if they request it, obviously. I, <laughs> I did a lot through the pandemic, presumably because they couldn't even see their own family. And uh, it's through Make-A-Wish Foundation. Do you know the charity Make-A-Wish Foundation? They're great. And they give these dying kids their like, one wish. And if it's me, I always say yes. And I always start the video the same way. I go... Why didn't you wish to get better? <laughs> oh my God! Ricky! What you fucking did as well. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't do that either, okay? These are all jokes, alright? <laughs> I don't even use that word in real life, the R word. Uh, you just used it, Rick. Yeah, in a joke. That's not real life, is it? I'm playing a, a role. You sounded pretty convincing. Yeah, 
because I'm good. <laughs> oh, my God. You wouldn't level that accusation at other art oh. forms. You wouldn't go up to Sir Anthony Hopkins and go, oh, I saw you in Silence the Lambs. What's a... You a cannibal, are you? <laughs> no, I, I, I was playing a role. Oh, seemed pretty convincing. Yeah. I feel like we've heard oh about this before. The special or this yeah, joke? About yeah, about like him I don't know. catching some heat for this. Oh, maybe he does when every, it, every special. Maybe he, when it was he, yeah. first recorded or something. Yeah, he catches heat for everything he does. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Do we have time for Jamie Foxx real always, quick? Always, always have time for Jamie Foxx. Uh, Jamie Foxx uh, really overcome with emotion at the Critics' Choice Association Awards celebrating uh, cinema and television honoring black, Latino, and uh, AAPI achievements. This was uh, last night. This was his first sort of big like public appearance since that mystery illness that mm. almost killed him uh still don't know what the hell it was but uh, here's jamie you know it's crazy i couldn't do that six months ago i couldn't actually walk to saying I was cloned out there. <laughs> well, y'all ain't It's <laughs> a clone. I ain't no out there. It's a clone. You know what's interesting? First of all, I want to say to, to my black folks, man, thank you so much for holding me down all the time. It's It, it means a lot because... Like, to black folks, it's, 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 it's harder to impress black folks. <laughs> it is, because, you know, black people, every time you get an award, it's always somebody out there that says, man, my cousin do the same thing. Great, <laughs> 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 man, my cousin did great art, man. <laughs> Right. Good to hear Jamie Foxx out there again. And, oh, and still, like, no idea what happened to him, man. Yeah. No idea. I wonder but if he'll ever say. I, I'm, I'm At some point, I think he's going to have to, but I think that right now is still probably too soon, mm-hmm. right? I think he's probably still too soon. He may be whatever it was. He may still be recovering. He may still be in treatment. Do you think he might he be, may... like, documenting it for... Something? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Like for something that will appear yeah. on Netflix because he's got that deal with Netflix. You think right? he doesn't know? No, no, he knows. They know, they know. He yeah. knows, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, I mean, you know, is this the kind of thing that maybe, like it would it would be a real shame if the reason this was kept such under wraps mm-hmm. was not that everybody around him made sure it didn't get out because that was a really incredible story because yeah. everything leaks these days and literally nothing from that came out and that was really incredible, that whole thing. The team that he has, the family that he has and the yeah, friends yeah. that he has, nobody leaked anything and it would be kind of a shame for me anyway is if the reason it wasn't leaked was because he didn't want to lose some deal where he was documenting it but I can't see that because you know like he almost died Mm -hmm. like I don't think he signed papers with Netflix doing a treatment for episode three yeah no I know his uh, his recovery arc it's great to hear Jamie Foxx back out there the Roz and Mocha show podcast podcast Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank.
I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Uh, Chris Wallace from CNN is getting blasted on social media for um, he was doing an interview with Adam Driver where he started talking about Adam Driver's looks and how he's, I guess, unconventional is the I don't even know how he was going oh about God. doing it. But uh, but Adam Driver's very sort of used to that line of questioning. And he references off the top uh, a comment that the New Yorker made about him. So they were talking about how he's not like a conventional movie star type, right? Physically. And so let me play this. This is a, a little bit of uh, Adam Driver's interview with uh, Chris Wallace of CNN talking about Ferrari. The New Yorker has also called me a horse face, so I, I don't. Oh I, I, I take it with a grain of salt. You know, the, the, I, I remember reading one reviewer like we, it, his agent probably doesn't know whether to put him in a a, a movie or the Kentucky Derby. So I, I, I take it. Uh, you know, if you believe the good thing, then you have to believe the bad thing. So I I uh, I, I try to not absorb anything. Well, that- so at this point, if you're Chris Wallace, Adam Driver made his point. He sort of answered your question. You get the sense that this kind of stuff doesn't sit well with him, Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily devastate him, but he's not like, doesn't want to talk about it, right? It's not flattering. Might as well just move on. Move on. So Chris Wallace moves on. Me to the next question I wanted to ask you, which is you don't look like the typical (laughs) movie star. Oh my God. Has that been a help or a hindrance? Uh, well, I've, I've worked uh, consistently, which is nice with people that I've wanted to uh, always uh, dreamed that I wanted to work with. And I so it, it, in that sense, it hasn't uh, I, I look how I look. I can't I can't change that. So I guess it, it, it helped me. Um, yeah, I don't know. A hindrance and, and only uh, breaking mirrors wherever I go and uh, <laughs> and having a, a you know, misshapen outsized body that I can't fit through doorways or, or most clothes or. Uh, fit into most cars. So Okay. You know what I mean? When yeah. you ask somebody about their looks, right, and they immediately have to start self-deprecating, right? They're not comfortable with any of this, but he's kind of a gentleman and I guess he just took he a lot want of to be that. Rude, sure. Well, because you remember like last week when somebody asked him about the the scenes in Ferrari, he told them to uh, go after themselves. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's already been beaten up a little bit in the press for the way that he treats people who ask him questions. And but when you start asking somebody about themselves and then they immediately have to say, well, you know, I break mirrors and I don't fit in this and I don't fit in this. Like you start to like at what point do you start to feel bad for the guy? Damn, I right? do that to Kylo Ren. I'm right? He was freaking Kylo Ren. Yes, yes. And also, Chris Wallace is one of these old guys that cannot understand for the life of him why any woman would find Adam Driver attractive. It's to, that, That's why he's asking him this, mm. is because he doesn't get it. Yeah. Right? He doesn't get it. How old is Chris it. Wallace anyway? Like 1,000? I don't know. He's like 70. He's up to 70. Something like that. Yeah, anyway. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Gen Z's are ruining more and more and more of all the things in this world that I love. Here we go, everybody. Oh, boy. Uh, so because of Gen Z, <laughs> we are now seeing... Yes, Maria. I'm looking at you, Maria. I'm listening. Um, because of Gen Z, that is the reason we are seeing fewer and fewer sex scenes in movies and in television shows. How is that our fault? 
A recent study by UCLA surveyed 1,500 people all under the age of 24. And astonishingly, they all said they want less sex on screen. Instead, they want more stories that focus on platonic relationships. Nearly half of them said that romance is overused in the media. And the same number believe sex is not necessary to the plot of anything. So now, we, it used to be balanced. Sex and violence. Sex and violence. That's how we grew up. Mm-hmm. Sex and violence. Sex and violence. There was a balance, right? There was a balance. Now they just want friendship. Now it's all violence and nothing. Mm. Nobody wants to watch a movie about friends. <laughs> okay. Right? Now what you get is a movie about friends, uh-huh. and then one of the friends kills the other friend. Uh-huh. That's all you get. There's, there's no more... Oh, I'd watch that. Right? Don't get me wrong, okay? <laughs> You'd watch it too. I'd watch that too. <laughs> what happened but, in their friendship? Okay. That but made if, that one friend want to kill the other. But if you're wondering why there's no more sex in movies, it's because of Maria. <laughs> yep. I started the, the discussion here. <laughs> uh, there's something else that you wanted to do. I think there was maybe... Was there something? Hold on here. You want to blame Maria for anything else? What? Anything else? Anything else you want to blame Maria for that young people are doing? today um yeah actually (laughs) (laughs) the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast uh in a new york courtroom jonathan major's ex-girlfriend told jurors uh that the uh actor struck her in the head during an altercation in march this all happened when they were in the back of a cab in new york Mm -hmm. and she saw a flirty text come through on his phone from somebody named cleopatra And then she grabbed the phone. She says that he roughed her up. And then he took off out of the cab. And then she went running. Uh, Grace Jabari is her name. She broke down in tears several times while describing their relationship on the witness stand. She testified that during uh, their two years together, uh, majors could become volatile, controlling, and he would threaten suicide after fights. Wow. She alleged that majors uh, berated her for bringing up an ex-boyfriend's dog. She said, uh, quote, it was the first time I had felt scared of him. I knew to never mention my ex again or anyone I had ever dated before. Uh, prosecutors also played an audio recording of an argument they had in which Major says, quote, I'm a great man, a great man. I do great things for my culture and for the world. The woman that supports me needs to be a great woman, then demanded that she behave like Michelle Obama or Coretta Scott King. What? So that's why Michelle Obama was trending all night. Damn. Jonathan Majors. <laughs> That's a lot. It is. That's a lot. Yeah. So anyway, they they're, huh. they're and then they and then the, the, of course they're going to come back because two minutes I guess like ten minutes after that fight that they had on the street, she met some strangers and they just went drinking with them in a bar, and they have video Jeez. they have video of that of her looking that way and then she said well she didn't want to go back to the house that they shared together and all this stuff so this is going to be a messy. You trial. remember messy right before trial. all this happened, like. They had set up, like Hollywood had set up for Jonathan Majors to be the next guy. Yeah. Everything yeah. was planned out. Everything was laid out. Mm-hmm. And he was next. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's why you get the I do great things for my culture and for the world. I think at that point he had done like some decent things for the world. I don't know if he had done he was st- great things for yeah. the world. Yeah. Creed, I mean, like yeah. Creed. Was, was like he was right, still, right? he was still was on the come right. up. It was, it was all right. right. He was on the come up. But yeah. like... Marvel but this had is what put their happens. whole bank on the shoulders of Jonathan Majors. Yeah. And this happened, this has happened before too. Like, and it, I know it's very difficult to remember, but after Twilight happened, 
Taylor Lautner was supposed to be the next Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. Like everybody had put everything they had behind Taylor Lautner as he was going to be the generational sort of action star heartthrob that you were going to grow with. And it all went away. Like it all just went away. Like he was supposed to be the guy. I understand like the Jonathan Majors thing, right? Yeah. But like for Taylor Lautner, like he didn't do anything wrong. No, but he just wasn't that like it, good. Was it, he just sucked? No, he was just fine. He's fine, but he's um, not He was a... really good in Valentine's Day. No, no he, stop oh bringing up Valentine's Day. If you ever bring a Valentine's Day Bro, ever again on this show, the honestly, I swear to God, the movie is give, one of the worst movies of all time. Give us a quote from Valentine's Day. Yeah. One quote. Oh, one quote Taylor from Taylor Swift, Lautner. Taylor one Swift quote from to Taylor t- Lautner. Oh, if wait. he was so good. One quote from Taylor Lautner from Valentine's he Day. He didn't have a quotable line. Okay, there you go. Then he's no Tom Cruise. <laughs> Every single movie Tom Cruise has ever done, there's a quotable line. Every single movie. They didn't write him one. Every single movie. You had and me at hello. Thank you. Oh, right? <laughs> that is a good line. Thank Show you. Show me the money. Thank you. No, you can be my wingman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. See? That's right? right there, bro. <laughs> All right. Sometimes you just got to say what the F, right? (laughs) Risky business. We could go on all day. (laughs) Valentine's Day. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Christine Sinclair finished an incredible career last night uh, in Vancouver with a win over Australia. Sinclair's final international appearance ends with a victory. The goal from Quinn towards the end of the first half. A night of celebration. Uh, 190 goals, 331 caps, 54 assists. Uh, everything, everything was all about Christine. They even renamed the stadium mm-hmm. Christine uh, Sinclair Place last night. Uh, here is Christine. Christine, you said you wanted to soak it all in during this game. Take in every moment. What are you taking in right now? I mean, just like a lot of love, a lot of support. Um, Obviously enjoying the victory. Um, That was my one ask of the team is that, you know, Soph and I end our career with a W. Uh, I mean, this is absolutely nuts. Uh, It's it's perfect. Damn. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. They released the uh, the police released all the body cam footage from the uh, capture of the kangaroo that was on the loose in Oshawa. Uh, here's one of the police officers describing the moment they got her. In accordance with best practices by the handlers, the officers actually just grabbed it by the tail and they were able to safely keep her contained in the area. Only one of the officers was actually struck in the face during the apprehension, oh. but he'll be just fine and we Damn. won't be continuing the investigation. Damn, Mama Lou's <laughs> through hands, huh? I started to feel real bad about this story, though. Okay, because at first they were like, oh, my God, it's a kangaroo on the loose. And everybody was like, oh, my God, I hope they get her. I hope they get her. And then they got her. And you're all like, oh, my God, thank God they got the kangaroo. But because now it's just to go and like live in a zoo. Right. Like for, uh, for, for three days, the Rue had sweet freedom. Uh-huh. And we were all like, just get her, get her. Racing against cars in the 401. Right. And stuff. But we were all rooting for the zoo. Well, now we're going to have to start a new rescue mission to get her out of the zoo. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go, <laughs> we're go <laughs> spring the roof. We got to go to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to the zoo. Look at us, guys. 
I know. I know. At first, I was like, we need a posse to go and catch this thing. But now I'm like, I think we need a posse to go and spring this. <laughs> right? I felt terrible. Let that poor kangaroo go. Yeah. It was like, she didn't want to be captured. No, clearly. Like, she had three days of sweet freedom. And could you imagine being locked up your whole life? Imagine for a second, you are locked up your whole life, born in captivity, locked up. You only see fences and make-believe rocks and people staring at you. And you get three days of freedom. And it happens in Oshawa. <laughs> yeah. Oshawa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those are only explosions in the outside world. <laughs> I'd be like, like, put me back in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> Just, let's go. Wrap it up. Here's my neck. Like, what's the, like, what's the big thing? Like, the GM plan? Yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch you in the face, but that's only for optics. Okay? <laughs> I don't really mean it. <laughs> Send me back. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, diabetes patients who usually take Ozempic are facing now huge bills for alternatives. Uh, and this situation may last way longer than expected. So because everybody is getting um, uh, thin off mm-hmm. Ozempic and they can't get it and there's a massive shortage, patients who are diabetic are now having to get alternatives to Ozempic, which are not covered. Mm-hmm. So these are at like 250 to $400 a shot, right? And they are, need it. And they need it, yeah. So yeah. Ozempic manufacturer uh, Novodorsic has told Health Canada that these shortages were supposed to last until the end of March 2024, but that could be stretched until May 2024. So, have you found Ozempic yet, Maury? No, not at all. You keep looking, right? Yeah. Have you talked to your doctor? He says that I actually did. And he said that he won't give it to me because the problem is, is if you stop doing it, you'll gain more weight back. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? But, that, this is but like I every- said that's like every diet. Yeah. I said, I just need to look good in one photo. So you went to your doctor and said, hey, can you get me Ozempic for losing weight? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Would you, Trevor, try Mocha? Nah. No, you went Shem? No, 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 no. No? No, no, no. Okay. I'll do it. I'll, I'll be the one for the I, team. <laughs> Nobody no, here no, no, is telling no, 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 no. you to do Ozempic. No. I would highly advise against it. Yes. Because... I don't know, man. Diabetics need it. Just go to the gym. Like, just, I don't know, all the needles and stuff like that. And yeah. It's cheaper know. than the gym. But also diabetics need it. Isn't it like $1,000 a month for Ozempic? And in the gym, if you go, let's say, a few times a week, $30 a class. Yeah, do the math on that. $1,000. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Uh, nailed it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, someone farted during uh, a post-game interview uh, in an NHL locker room with uh, Andre Vasilevsky of the... Um, uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay Lightning. Thank you. So it's very difficult to hear, but but he he's trying so seriously to answer a question, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a hockey player all in his own head, right? Mm-hmm. And then he hears a fart, and all you see is him put his head down, and he just tries not to laugh, and then tries to recover. What's your mind in the last 48 hours? Obviously, it wasn't great feeling a last game, but... Um... <laughs> uh, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, mindset. Yeah, yeah, no, no, mindset. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it just. Um, <laughs> Yo, hold on. So it was his fart or somebody no, else's sorry, fart? No, it's a reporter's fart. Oh, a reporter. Yeah. Okay, so we don't. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. of course. Like that's. Yeah. Right. Come on now. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Lay off the burritos before you go to work. Right. Sounded <laughs> 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 wet. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Vanilla Ice uh, out here doing interviews, talking about his uh, friendship with Tupac. And what, what? He, and what he still knows, he says, like like Vanilla Ice says, he's got all sorts of inside information and can't taste, can't say too much. Even with Biggie, he says that they were great friends. But uh, but here's Vanilla Ice talking about Tupac. Tupac got killed, and I wasn't surprised, and that's sad because I think everybody kind of saw like, how can this guy still be alive after he got shot the first time and the second time, and then now a third time. Well, no, he got shot once. There was another time he got shot. There's two more you don't know about. Uh, could be even more, and I don't even know. But my point is, is that mm-hmm. how can a guy have all these bullets flying at him and still, you know what I'm saying? We all kind of, it's a crazy story, and I, I got to really watch what I say on all this because I do know too much, and I'm not going to elaborate. Fair so enough. So I, I let that unfold, and I'm glad it's unfolding, and I'm glad that some justice may be getting done, but it ain't going to bring him back, bro. Tupac, unfortunately, got, his talents were so great that, too many people wanted to take a piece of him. Yeah. Too many people wanted a piece of that money. And I think it killed him. Mm, yeah. Unfortunately. Do you think if Tupac were alive today that he'd be goofy? Goofy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because, okay, so, so like look at TikTok dances. No, like, look, let me just, let me, let me lay this out here because Tupac yeah. right now killed at the height of his sort of like persona, misty, everything. He was running the game. He was hard, 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 hard. Fast forward all these years later. Okay. Snoop, best friends with Martha Stewart doing goofy stuff all the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ice T been playing a cop on television longer than he was a rapper. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube doing kids movies, getting hit in the nuts, yeah. squirrels <laughs> crawling up his sweater and stuff like that. Yeah, are we there yet? Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> Do you think Tupac? Because Tupac was a great actor, yeah. and he may have gone sort of that way. Do you think that Tupac would be in that sort of world of like goofy, corny? Like, like, yeah. Goofy. Okay, goofy is a better word. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Cube. Um, you know what I mean? I, I don't. You don't think no, so? I think he would have gone the actor route. Yeah. I think he would have done great comedy. I don't think he would have been, like, goofy comedy, right? Like, I think he would take the lane that maybe LL Cool J or Will Smith kind of took, right? Like, Will Smith was goofy from the get-go, no, though. But he, yes, but, like, he was... He, at one point in his life, Will Smith was like a great, like so dramatic he, actor. I gotcha. Right? He was uh, still good at comedy, like great comedic actor. Yeah. Right? Action star. I think yeah. Tupac kind of would have so leaned you, into you, you a little bit of that. You think that if Tupac was still was still alive, Tupac potentially could have been the one who starred in I Am Legend and sure. Pursuit of Happiness. Sure. And. Hancock and all the Will Smith movies. Everything. Right. Yeah. I don't think, I think that the script for Are We There Yet would have come across Tupac and he would be like, hell no. I don't think so, man. Hell I don't know. No. I don't know. I, if, if I told you back in the day that Cube was going to be doing Are We There Yet? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no way. You listen to a song that he's got called A Bee is a Bee? Yes. Like, there's no way right? you would have said police. yes. Like, yes. I'm the hardest from Compton. Right. Yeah, maybe Tupac would have been corny. Right? You might have. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Taylor Swift was named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. Hey, big up Taylor Swift. And with that, yeah. 
comes a Taylor Swift interview, which are extremely rare. Like, I don't even know when the last time Taylor Swift did an interview. It was a long time ago. Um... I think with this, though, like you have to. And it's a giant interview. So um, I've tried to pull as much as I uh, can from uh, from this. So there's one part where she talks about the tour (laughs) and she goes, uh, in the past, I toured like a frat guy. Uh, This time she began training six months ahead of the show. She goes, every day I would run on the treadmill singing the entire set list out loud. Fast for fast songs and and jog or fast walk for the slow songs. Uh, her gym, the Dog Pound, created a program for incorporating incorporating strength, conditioning, and weights. She says, uh, then I had three months of dance training because I wanted to get it in my bones. So here's what she says about Travis Kelsey and football and all that other stuff. Hold on, pause. Before you say yes, that, yes. you think when she walked in to train every day with the Dog Pound, as soon as she walked in, she's like, Taylor's here. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? You have Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah, you got to give people that kind of encouragement. Uh, so here, let me read you this part. Most recently, she's been dating uh, Travis Kelsey uh, as a well-documented uh, when she attends his games. And then Taylor says, I don't know how they know when I'm in the suite or what suite I'm in. She says, of course they know. Uh, There's a camera like a half mile away and you don't know where it is. And you have no idea when the camera is putting you on the broadcast. So I don't know if I'm being shown 17 times or just once. And then she goes on to say, (laughs) I'm I'm just there to support Travis. I have no awareness of it that I'm being shown too much and pissing off a few dads, brads, and chads. Hey. Um, (laughs) So how it it all started with them, she goes, uh, uh, this all started when Travis very abruptly put me on blast on his podcast, which I thought was uh, metal as hell. She goes on to say, we started hanging out right after, so we actually had a significant amount of time that no one knew, which I'm grateful for because we got to know each other. By the time I went to the first game, we were a couple. I think some people thought that they saw our first date play out at that first game. There's no way we would hard launch a relationship like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. So anyway, go read the article. Uh, It's really great. Like If you're a Taylor fan, I know people have been dying for anything. She talks all about the tour, uh, every, like everything, like everything, everything, everything in this article. It is everything you want to know about about uh, Taylor and how she's been dealing with everything uh, on the tour and the, the record and all that other stuff. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Sharon Stone, 65, doing a, a podcast called Lady Gang. And she was talking about how she feels that she's now hotter than ever at 65 and the attention she's getting from men is like more than it's ever been because things are different now. Listen to Sharon. I'm in my 60s. People think that no one looks at you anymore. And the truth of the matter is I have just as many people who want to sleep with me now as Mm. I ever Mm. did. (laughs) There isn't that thing when you walk in the room that every guy goes, ooh, because you're not as easy as you were. When you were young and men recognize that's why they don't look at you as much. It's not because you're not as hot. You're not as easy to and you're not as easy to get rid of and you're not as easy to keep quiet. Wow. <laughs> hey, Shem. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Shem standing. Oh, Shem standing over Wow. Shem. <laughs> Followed by at Shem. <laughs> She's on. Sit down. Is she, is she still on Bumble? Remember when Sharon Stone was on Bumble and then she kept getting kicked off? Because they were like, there's no way Sharon Stone's on Bumble. Uh-huh. But I think she's still on Bumble. Um, 
Serena. You know, yeah, what? You know who hates Sharon Stone right now? Who's that? Shem's girl. Oh, damn. <laughs> he just he just he just sta- <laughs> he just gave a standing ovation. Yeah, bro. Everything's on camera. <laughs> Bro, you're going to be having some conversations when this show is done. I got the footage. <laughs> Y'all supposed to be my friends, you know? Or are you going to turn into another GIF? <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Serena Williams has figured out a great way to deal with a sunburn. Uh, here's Serena. So I completely got burned under my eye. Like, um... Don't ask. I was doing like this retinol and clearing my skin, and then um, I have sensitive skin, so I was in the sun. <laughs> Long story. Anyway, I'm trying some breast milk. Um, it works for my kid. Like they say, put breast milk on everything, and I have a lot extra, so I'm gonna try it for like a week or so, a week or so under my eye, and see how it goes. Yeah, breast milk. I mean, it already feels better because, like, it hurts. Yeah, but... Yeah, breast <sighs> milk. All right, I'll let you guys know how it goes. Put Bro, that on everything. Sun, sun bum? They sell the shoppers. No, man, breast milk. Huh. It's the all healer, apparently. Hmm. I don't know. So it works? I guess. She says she puts it on everything. I mean, I'm going to believe Serena Williams. She's got, like... She's a champion. She's got the best people taking care of her every move if it was bad to put breast milk under your eyes i think one of the people on her team would be like yo don't do that mm. but i guess i've never i've never thought about that i don't know a lot about you know breast what milk. you're right i yeah. trust serena williams yeah i mean if she says it i would now now there's going to be a bunch of people who aren't lactating or you're trying to procure breast milk because serena williams did it people are going to start trying to sell their breast milk now people already do Lots I know, but I feel like it's going to be an, an, an for influencers. Yes, yes. yes. not not for other moms who no. who have yeah, difficulties. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yes. going to be for if, their face. You're right. You're right. It's going to be the new Ozempic. Yes. Now there's going to be moms who can't get breast milk on that market because everybody's going to be rubbing it all over their eyes. Yeah. I, I, I kid you not. Somebody just texted me, a friend of mine, just said the breast milk thing is true. It works. Yeah. What? Yeah. What, text them back. Find out what works for what. Like, what did they use it for? I think everything. Like, I think everything. Like, cut on the knee, I breast think, milk. Yeah, I think. Sunburn, breast yes. milk. Yes. I mean, it's probably because... everything. Think it, about how much is actually in breast milk, right? Everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like... All, it's Frank's Red Hot. It, yes, it's all the stuff you need. You put it on everything, Maury. Mm-hmm. Right? Keep it in your purse, like Hillary Clinton. I mean, you know, you need to refrigerate. <laughs> <laughs> Eczema, breast milk. Yes. Everything. Dry eyes, breast milk. Funny you say that. Chap lips, breast milk. It cures everything. Cuts and dry skin. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. According to Serena Williams and Shem's friend. Right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Christine Sinclair, as we know, packed it up, mm-hmm. called it a career, ended on a high. Yes, big up, night. Christine Sinclair. The Such goat. Legend. I guess last night uh, was her, what was it, her retirement party, Maureen? Yeah. Where was she? She was in the stadium where she played. They sort of, like, put tables in the middle. Oh, wow. Oh, in BC. Yeah. In BC yeah. place. Oh, which right they now. changed, like, after her yeah. on remember when, Sunday night. Remember when Drake did that to ago. try and land a, land a girl? Didn't he do that? Didn't yeah. he rent out a whole football field for one dinner? Brilliance. (laughs) (laughs) So romantic. Uh, Too bad it didn't work out, right? Dodger Stadium, by the way. That's what it was? That sounds expensive. Could you imagine? All them lights? Oh, 
God. The electricity bill alone. Who was, that? who was the? Who was he trying to finesse with that? I think who, it was just a, was model. Was just a model. It's a model. It's right? an IG model. Yeah. Joanna Leahy. Why do I know that? I don't know. But wow. I did. <laughs> hey. Followed by Action. That's why. That's how we know. Maria is also not wrong. Damon Orr catching up with Christine Sinclair last night at her retirement party. Hello. Christine Sinclair, it is an absolute honor to be talking to you. Oh, thank you. Okay, so you're at your retirement party right now. Is it lit? Are there bottles popping? No, it's just about to start, so... Yeah. Oh my God. Is it going to yeah. be like a lit party with like bottles popping and like like a huge uh, ordeal? Knowing me and my family, yes. <laughs> Does Christine St. Clair drink? Are we going to see you drunk tonight? I will not be drunk, but I will be having a few bevies. <laughs> What's your drink of choice? I mean, right now they're handing me champagne. So. Oh yeah, that's how you do it for well, a champ. Also, also, Maury trying to have, like get lit to happen. Said it twice. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. Lit and, lit yeah. and popping bottles. Lit That's all you know about parties, huh? <laughs> <laughs> or what you assume of parties. Uh, also, what a hell of a career uh, Christine has had, and it's really difficult to uh, pin it down to just one thing. Now, if you could, like, if you had to pick one career highlight for yourself, what would it be? Uh, I mean, there, obviously, there's been a lot, but, I mean, standing on top of the podium, with a gold medal around your neck, singing of yes. Canada, like along with your best friends. Um, yeah, it's just, that's got to be it. What do you want to say to all of your fans uh, all across Canada? There's some young fans that really look up and, and absolutely adore you. What do you want to say to all of your fans this Honestly, week on just, your retirement? No, I mean, just a massive thank <laughs> you um, for supporting myself, supporting my teammates through all the good and the bad that we've experienced together. Um but also not to stop. I mean, th- this is just the beginning for the program. Um, so, yeah, just keep just keep following them, following the team and, and supporting them. I can't hear Murray ask that question without remembering when he asked Glitter Gary that question from Big Brother Canada and started to cry. It's almost the exact same question. I know. Do you know what I mean? So good. So uh, many people who oh. look up to you. You were such an inspiration. <laughs> What do you have to say to all of the people who loved you? Right? I know. I thought you, I thought Maury was going to say the same thing to Christine Sinclair, right? What do you have to say to all of the people who loved you? Why didn't Christine make you cry, Maury? Yeah. Why didn't you cry for Christine, but you cried for uh, the Big Brother guy? I followed the Big Brother guy closer. <laughs> See, and, and I would have cried like that yeah. <laughs> if I was talking to Christine. What, what does she? What does she mean to you, Maria? Well, she's she's the reason why ninety nine point nine percent of girls, you know, get into soccer. I watched her growing up. Yeah, she's someone that I looked up to because you know I played obviously growing up, and my dad would always be like, "Look at her. Look at the people on the screen. Look at how much success you can have if you put your mind to it." And mm. not only in in playing soccer, just in careers in general, she yeah. was able to accomplish so much. So. I'll always look up to her. So are we to believe because you're here today that you didn't actually put your mind to it? What? Damn. (laughs) What do you have to say to all of the people who loved you? (laughs) Now I'm really going to go cry. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. Christine Sinclair, she's the GOAT. Like, there is nobody better, I read that for that last game, (laughs) I read that she had, like, they were like, how many tickets do you want for friends and family? Yeah. And Christine Sinclair was like, 145. (laughs) Really? And guess what? What? All 145 were used up. Really? Yeah, for friends and family. Oh, I would be so intimidated by that. If somebody said, here's 15 tickets to something, I would sweat. 
<laughs> yeah. I, like I got three people on my list. Uh, That's just my one side of family. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Squid Game: The Challenge, dividing people after the finale happened last night. Here's a little bit of what went down. This is spoiler-free, Maureen. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Here we go. I know, I didn't even know what the hell was going on there. Shem's shaking his head. Very disappointed. It doesn't even matter what happens. Don't worry about it. You're good. I'm going to watch it. I was real invested in that show. Does that mean like I, I, because I didn't want, I waited. It's renewed for a second season, by the way. Because I didn't watch any of the episodes. Yeah. So I waited for this one to drop last night so I could just like binge. Yeah. But if you guys saying that the. Uh, Watch them. Watch them. It's good. It's good. It's a good show. It's a really good show. Yeah, fart on that finale. Wow, wow. wow. Damn, Shem. Yo, you're sick to my stomach. <laughs> Shem's message to the folks at Squid Game, the challenge finale. Wow, suck it up Yo, your you're ass. sick to my stomach. Uh, uh, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, owning an exotic car apparently does make you more attractive and sexually appealing to the opposite sex. Both, I mean, both men and women yeah. viewed a person of the opposite sex as more attractive if they owned an expensive car. New data has showed, quote, premium car ownership not only seems to make you more attractive to people, it also makes the owner themselves believe that they are more attractive and socially superior. Well, a 2011 Yaris is exotic because there's not many left. That is not accurate. Sometimes when there's not a lot of things left, there's a reason for it, you know? Safety. <laughs> <laughs> also, more you're married. You can't participate. Uh, yeah, you like, bro, I mean. why? <laughs> it says uh, it is likely that individuals with premium cars, Maury, uh, were considered more attractive due to the potential benefits associated with high status. So I paid extra for the spoiler. The spoiler on the Yaris. Right. Forgot about the spoiler on the Yaris. Makes the car go faster. Yeah. Uh, Mocha, um, Pilot Nation. Yeah. Yeah. When you crawl into that baby, how do you feel? Amazing. Yeah. Because I'm like, look at this. Seven seater. <laughs> Cheerios on the floor. Ah! Booster seat in the back. Airbags everywhere. So you know it's going to be safe. Oh, right. Right. Upgraded. Yes. To have the ability to put a. A rack on top of the the vehicle. Get about it, wow. right? Get about it. So I bought that extra. You did. Paid the extra. Of course you did. Right for those long family road trips yes, where we need sir. the extra space. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. Vehicle big enough to fit two dogs. Yeah. You got snow mats in that thing too. Snow. Yeah. Snow and spring. Oh damn. Maria, when you see a guy in a hot car, is it more attractive to you? I mean, like I guess, yeah. <laughs> right out the gate the Roz and mocha show podcast. podcast this is wild so all the cars that are being stolen across the country but especially in ontario and especially in toronto you start thinking like how can this happen and when you think of like vin numbers getting changed on cars and mm-hmm. all of this stuff you're like people at service ontario have to be in on it 
mm-hmm. right? There have to be people on the inside. So Toronto police yesterday arrested seven people and laid over 70 charges in an ongoing auto theft investigation that involved service Ontario employees conspiring with car thieves. Here's wow. my question. Are these people, were they in the organization before and then they got a job with Service Ontario or working at Service Ontario and then approached by someone within the organization saying, if you help us out, well, this is your cut. Don't know, but they were accessing the computers. So employees were giving car thieves They were looking up specific vehicles Hmm. in the system and then telling the car thieves where the people live that own those cars so they could literally just go to their house and steal it. They wouldn't have to go cruising. They wouldn't have to be in a public Mm -hmm. parking lot. They would just wait for the person to get home. And then that they were sell- then then they were giving bad um, fake VIN numbers to people who had doing ownership transfers, so those cars didn't actually exist, and then those cars could be stolen. Damn, like, that's how many people? Rack- at seven, seven people, seventy charges. That's a lot of people. That's not wow. one. That's uh-huh. a whole operation. Yeah, that's not one. That's not like one guy, you know, who's got like a buddy who, mm-hmm. you know, hustled him into it kind of thing. This they, is this was a business. seven people. Uh-huh. Were they all at one service, Ontario? No. Or were they like different across like... All over. Oh Oshawa, oh, no. Markham, Vaughan, Toronto. That's so scary. So scary. Jeez. Right? Jeez. That like the service Ontario clerk is the one telling thieves where you live so and now, what you now drive. So now that the story is out there, you know everyone going to Service Ontario for their vehicle today yeah. is going to be looking at every single teller. Yes. Suspect. Or yes. recording it. Yes. Or recording it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. One. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, somebody sent me this story and asked if Maury was the only person they polled. Um, contrary to women who apparently change their panties after every wear... According to a new study, 20% of men only change their underpants once a week. That's disgusting. 20%. 20%. Very high number. You are all disgusting. All 20% of y'all are disgusting. 5% claim that they will stretch this to two and three weeks. That's so gross. That's gross. You're, oh, you're nasty. I would never go that far. <laughs> nasty. <laughs> you what? have gone farther than a week, yeah. Maury. What, no, uh, about two weeks. What day is today? Day four. <laughs> Day four. So Day four. As for, uh, what, do you wear pajamas? Yes. Mocha, when you I, go to I bed? Would, like, not traditional, like lounge pants. What it was lounge pants? Pajamas. So, yeah, yeah, pajama yeah. pants. Okay. What do you wear under them? Nothing. No underpants? No. no. Okay, I'm just, okay, okay. I'm just, listen, I'm asking. Or sometimes I wear shorts. How often do you change your, like, how often will you wear sleepwear before yeah. you wash it? Uh, Like five to seven days. Five to seven days. So yeah. you'll sleep in the same stuff five to seven days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Maria? Uh, I, like, sleeping clothes, like, sleeping stuff? Yeah. I change it almost every other day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I have like a like, rotation of things that I change. Yeah, same. I'm the same. Like, if on Monday I'm wearing, yeah. like, pajama pants, like, on Tuesday I may wear shorts to bed. Okay. But then on Wednesday I may go back to those Mondays. Okay. I change my right? pajama bottoms when they start to smell. Oof. 44% of people wear the same pajamas for one week mm-hmm. before throwing them in the wash. Yeah. That seems weird to me. So, like, you'll wear pajamas for a week with nothing on underneath them. 
Mm-hmm. But it's gross if somebody wears the same underpants two days in a row. I know, that's a hypocritical thing. No, not at all. No? No, because when you are out in the world, you're out doing things, maybe getting sweaty. Yeah. Right? True. Yeah, yeah. But you, you go to the bathroom, you, sleep, you go to the bathroom, yeah. right? Yeah. Or in Maury's case, you'll like go to the gym in those undies, go yeah, home, yeah. take a shower, and then still put those undies on. Yeah. <laughs> For the day, and then wear them the next day. <laughs> yeah. I usually change my underwear when the dog starts running around with it. That's the that's that's where I draw the line. <laughs> There's so much DNA. Those things probably run around themselves. <laughs> that's so gross. That is so gross, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Diddy is now facing a fourth sexual assault lawsuit. This time by a woman who claims that uh, she was trafficked. Um, back in 2003 when she was 17, uh, the plaintiff identified as Jane Doe alleges that she was flown on a private jet from Michigan to Diddy's recording studio in New York, uh, where he assaulted her and then three other people did in Diddy's entourage as well, including the then president of Bad Boy Entertainment. Uh, the woman decided to come forward after reading about it, the other lawsuit that was filed by Cassandra Ventura, uh, also known as the R&B singer uh, Cassie, who accused Combs of raping her and assault over the course of a decade. Uh, Diddy has finally uh, released a statement, and, and if you remember, he settled that suit with Cassie with cash uh, out of court with non-disclosure agreements, and that like was like a the, week, right? Yeah, yeah. And now there's three more he's facing. So he issued a statement saying enough is enough for the last couple of weeks. I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sickening allegations have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family and for the truth. So that is Diddy's statement on all of this. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the ladies on the social uh, yesterday or the day before on CTV, I don't know if you saw this, Mocha, um, they were talking about how reporters on red carpets, and you see them all over social media, you know how they use those little tiny microphones now? Mm-hmm. Have you seen those stupid little things? Yeah. Right? Well, people are the using The lav mics, right? No, it's like a miniature microphone. Oh. It looks like a, you know what I mean, right, Maria? Yeah, yeah. They're like, they look like microphones, but they're, they look like they've been shrunk. Yes. They they're, look really like, they're, they're really small. They're like toys. They're, 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 it's a mini microphone, mm-hmm. right? And then that's what they're using on red carpets. And I guess they were having this conversation of what people use on red carpets. And then they start talking about, damn it, Maury with his, remember he used to wear the head cam? Yeah. It was a bicycle helmet with a camera on the top of it. It was all wonky and crooked and stuff. So here's the social. There is um, a reporter in the city of Toronto. So if you listen to the radio, then you know who Dammit Maury is. Yeah. Maury oh, yeah. Sherman. And he has his famous helmet cam. Yeah. And so he literally <laughs> shows up and interviews people like Madonna <laughs> with a bicycle oh, helmet, yeah. some kind of GoPro something on his head. And now that is a real mic attached to it. But what happens is in the, in the sea of all the legitimate journalists, with their fancy things, people look yeah. at him and go, I must talk to him. He's right. got a bike helmet on. Yeah. Everybody talks to Maury. Yeah. So mission accomplished. Yeah. Right? Mission accomplished. Yeah. Unless they have something serious to say, then they're not talking to the helmet. Gotcha. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Good point. Good, very good point. All right. It is time for a quick break here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> first of all. Yes. Real quick to yes. the ladies on the show, the social. Yes. Thanks for showing love to uh, Damon Maury. We are the Raz and Mocha Show, by the way. Okay, I know. They, you know, they get the All right. stuff We're the Raz and Mocha Show. 14 plus years. 
Pretty big yes. game. Yes, that's true. The social, right? Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so here is, uh, speaking of, uh, we put together a montage here. So here is uh, some of the classic reaction uh, to Maury's head cam. Uh, you're going to hear Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I believe Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in there. Jake Gyllenhaal, Morgan Freeman. So here are some of the reactions on red carpets. Jennifer Aniston, how are you? So beautiful. Where have you just biked in from? <laughs> Very busy in Toronto. Is that what you're doing? Or are you just biking? No, I don't even own a bike. My doctor won't let me. So what's happening? We're filming this. Oh, you are? <laughs> so adorable. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, good to see you again, buddy. See you, sir. This movie was my favorite of the festival. Congratulations. Sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and checking out your equipment here, my man. <laughs> oh, excuse Drew me. Barrymore, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'd say it's a hands-free approach. I like a fanny pack. You go a whole other route. Excuse Morgan me. Freeman, how are you? I'm, I'm, hey, what do you, what the hell? You think you're doing? <laughs> like a multitask. Multitasking. Okay. Can I tell you something? Maybe I thought maybe you had your GoPro up here. Jake Gyllenhaal. Babe, how are you, man? Yeah, good. <laughs> the thing about you is like you just from afar, I can't think about anything else besides you. Oh. <laughs> I, look over. I wish every man would say that about me. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Literally, I can't think about any when I when I turn around and I see you, I'm like Oh, wait, and I can't get my eye off of you, so. Wow. Dun, yeah. dun, you should play some music under that Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> 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 can't stop. I have to see you. <laughs> I saw you from afar. I can't get you out of my mind. Excuse me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, part of that big interview Taylor Swift did with uh, Time Magazine for being their person of the year, um, they went over everything in that interview, and mm-hmm. she sort of re-put Kim Kardashian on blast for. Remember when Kim leaked that phone call between Taylor oh, and Kanye over yes. the over that uh, over that track? So this is what Taylor Swift said um, to Time. Um. She goes, you have a fully manufactured frame job in an illegally recorded phone call, which Kim Kardashian edited and then put out for everyone to hear that I was a liar. That took me down psychologically to a place I've never been before. I moved to a foreign country. I didn't leave a rental house for a year. I was afraid to get on phone calls. I pushed away most people in my life because I didn't trust anyone anymore. anymore. I went down really, really hard. Uh, And by the way, Kim has still not said sorry for the ordeal deal but according to one source uh, that talked to TMZ they said that Taylor Swift would accept a public apology if Kim were to make one the closest Kim got was in 2020 when Taylor brought it back up again and COVID was happening and then Kim took offense to her bringing this back up during COVID. But uh, Kim also said at the time, uh, to be clear, the only issue I ever had around this situation was that Taylor lied through her publicist who stated that Kanye never called to ask permission. They clearly spoke, so I let you see that. Nobody ever denied the B word was used without permission. So I guess she just disagrees with what um, Taylor is actually mad Mm. at. That was a whole thing, huh? Terrible. Remember the snake? Everybody's using snake emojis. Who was getting the snake emoji? Kim or Taylor at that time? Was it Taylor getting the snake emoji? A lot of people were just putting all the blame on Taylor. I feel like at that time, though. Right. Yeah, I kind of remember it that way, too. Like, I feel like everyone was like, yeah, like, I, from what I remember, like, a lot of people were, like, agreeing with Kanye at first, even though it was so wrong. Because the footage was uh, of Kanye sitting in the studio, and he's mm. on speakerphone with Taylor Swift. Right, yeah. And he's right, explaining right, right, right. 
here's yeah. how the song's gonna so play. So they out. set and it up in like, a way. Yeah, and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I see the vision. Right, right. And then the, when the song came out, it was like I could have had sex with Taylor Swift, and yeah, I made that B word famous. Famous, right? That's what it was. Yes, yeah. that song. What a trash song, too. Right. Mm-hmm. All that. All that for oh, that. Hold on. All that. Hold on. Is huh. that? Is that what? More trash than this Kanye song? Whoopie dee scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Poop dee scoop dee. Like he's scoop dee done, whoop. right? Kanye's been whoop done dee for scoop, a long whoop, time. Poop dee dee whoop scoop. Poop. Poop. Scoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee dee scoop. Hey. Whoop dee dee scoop. Chef, poop. stop getting into this. That <laughs> kind of slaps, no. man. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.